a song with a twist. A poem becomes an anthem, the passing of a president, and a national lottery. This is Today. Welcome to This Is Today, the podcast that features the stories that make this day unique. It's Monday, September 14th, 2020. I'm Russ, and here's what you need to know about today. Well, it's National Coloring Day, so grab yourself some Crayolas and go outside of the lines. It's okay for today. Actually, though, you know, maybe you should just draw something original. That would be kind of nice, too. By the way, coloring actually has the ability to relax and center your brain. It actually induces the same state as meditating. So meditate a little bit today, but don't do it during the podcast or while driving. That would just be wrong. Just wait until after the podcast is over, and then you can do whatever the heck you want. Oh, and by the way, it's also my wife's birthday. I've got to mention that up front here, you know, so I can not sleep on the couch tonight. So happy birthday to my wife. Man, that is so much better than getting her a gift. All right, let's talk about some of the events that happened on this this day, way back in 1814, a poem was written. A poem about the defense of Fort McHenry. It was written by a 35-year-old lawyer. Any ideas what that is? You probably don't know it yet, but if I told you that it was written by Francis Scott Key, and it was later used as the lyrics for the Star-Spangled Banner, now you're starting to get it, right? Okay, well, the poem was a poem. It was just a poem. That was it. And then it was set to the tune of a popular British song written by John Stafford Smith, and, uh, well... It became our national anthem, but it didn't right away. Okay, in April of 1918, the Congress tried to pass a bill, but it failed. They tried again several times, and each time it would fail. Guess what? In 1930, the veterans of foreign wars stepped in, and they started a petition for the United States to officially recognize the Star-Spangled Banner as the national anthem. Five million people signed that petition, and the bill landed on the desk of President Herbert Hoover. He signed it on March 4th, 1931, officially adopting the Star-Spangled Banner as the National Anthem of the United States of America. That was written on this day in 1814. It actually had four stanzas, but we only know the first one. The other three were not used in the song. Maybe someday they'll come out in a remix. You know, unless Kanye gets elected and he changes the uh, National Anthem to Gold Digger. Who knows? It could happen. All right. In 1901, on this day, U.S. President William McKinley died. He died at 2.15 a.m. on September 14th, 1901, after being shot in Buffalo, New York, eight days earlier. Now, I reported about this and talked about it on our September 5th podcast, so be sure to check that out if you're interested in this story. So this is how... Theodore Roosevelt became president of the United States. He had rushed back to Buffalo to take the oath of office after McKinley's death. Now, what about the guy that shot McKinley? He was found guilty and sentenced to death on September 26th and then executed by electric chair on October 29th. Wow. Talk about a speedy trial. That is insanely fast. All right. And I love stories that have a twist. Well, Chubby Checker loves songs with the word twist in it. On this day in 1960, The Twist hit number one. He knocked Elvis off the chart. Elvis was uh, singing the song called It's Now and Never. That dropped to number three when Chubby Checkers, The Twist, hit number one. What's interesting about the song is that it wasn't even his. It was a cover of a 
1958 song sung by Hank Ballard. Dick Clark tried to book Hank on the American Bandstand, and Hank was unavailable, so they went with Chubby Checker. The song became a huge hit, and it was re-recorded several times. In fact, the next summer, he actually sort of re-recorded it. He made a new version of it in 1961 called Let's Twist Again, like we did last summer. So we basically took the same song and just said, hey, let's do it again, like we did last summer. Taylor Swift, if you're listening, you should come out with a song that's like basically let's break up again, like we did last summer. There was also a rap version of it by the Fat Boys and several other versions of the twist throughout the years. And I guess I would say that Chubby Checker wasn't a one-hit wonder. He was a one-theme wonder. Turning our attention to 1969, the Vietnam War was raging on. Now, two-thirds of the troops actually volunteered to be there, while one-third were drafted. And people were not fans of the draft system that was in place. Essentially, upper- and middle-class men were rarely picked for the draft. So they came up with a new system. Okay, so this story isn't about this day. Well, sort of not about this day. Well, see, the people that were born on this day were first selected for the lottery draft. See, what happened is in December of 1969, a lottery draft was held and every male aged 19 to 26 basically had a stake in this lottery. What they did was they put these little capsules in a big glass jar. Inside those capsules were a piece of paper. They pulled the capsule out of a glass jar on live TV. The sooner your birthday was called, the sooner you would need to report to the draft center. So in December of 1969, they pull out the first one and it's September 14th. So men that were born on this day between 1944 and 1950 received the first priority for call to duty. An estimated 70,000 American men fled to Canada to evade the draft, and an estimated 60% of potentially eligible men escaped the draft to Vietnam by qualifying for exemptions of various kinds. So it wasn't just the guys that were born on September 14th, they actually went to The first 195 days, all of them had to report to the draft board. And by the way, not much has changed regarding the draft. If we needed to conduct a draft in the future, the Select Service Committee has saved that giant glass jar, and they have pre-printed ping pong balls with birthday dates already on them, ready to go, just in case. All right, I've been talking about television shows all month, and I'll continue that now with one that you know and one that is actually still on in 1981. Entertainment Tonight premiered on TV. They've since had 12,174 episodes. That's as of August of this year. So John Tesh, Mary Hart, they were on there way back when, and I believe Mary Hart gave some people like seizures or something because of her voice. I don't know. We'll have to look that up. But Entertainment Tonight (laughs) premiered on this day in 1981. In 1984, the first MTV Music Awards aired. It was hosted by Bette Midler and Dan Aykroyd. Madonna performed Like a Virgin. She was wearing that bustier, like, wedding gown thing, and during the performance, she rolled around on the floor. Yeah, you, you probably remember that. If you don't, check it out on uh, YouTube. 5.3 million people watched the MTV Music Awards that year. Now, in 2020, are the awards still as popular? Well, not so much. They took place on August 
30th, and just 1.3 million people watched. Oh, and if you're wondering, Beyonce holds the records for the most wins. That's 25, because she's got the greatest video of all time, according to Kanye. Uh, Madonna is number two with 20 wins. In 1994, acting commissioner of baseball Bud Selig announced the remainder of the 1994 Major League Baseball season, including the World Series, would be canceled. The players and the owners had failed to reach a settlement in the player strike that began in August of that year. And there's a little bit of trivia for you. The 1994 season had no World Series winner. Now we can all feel like the Seattle Mariners. See, that joke, let me explain it. The Seattle Mariners have never won a World Series. Get it? Okay. Uh, You know, the best jokes need to be explained. Let's take a look at last year and see some of the events. Well, you know, an interesting one. At the Blenheim Palace, a gold toilet was stolen. It was stolen from Winston Churchill's birthplace. The toilet was worth about a million dollars. It wasn't actually there for Winston Churchill's use, but it came in as an art installation. But the artist actually wanted people to use it, so it was plumbed into the building. Okay, so somebody stole the toilet. Now, there's been no sign of the toilet to this day, But people are still looking for it, and there's been a few arrests around it. Now, this toilet was actually offered to the White House. They wanted to place the gold toilet in the White House, but uh, Donald Trump said no to the gold toilet, maybe because it didn't come with a shower. Let's take a look at birthdays for today. Oh, this one should ring a bell. It's Ivan Pavlov. Yeah, the guy, you know, the the ring the bell guy and the dog salivates. Yeah, Ivan Pavlov was born on this day in 1849. Kimberly Williams Paisley was born in 1971. She turns 49. Naz turns 47. And NFL star Deshaun Watson turns 25. Amy Winehouse, who died in 2011, would have been 37 today. That's your look at September 14th. Thanks for listening to This Is Today. We do our best to pull together all the correct information. If we made a mistake and you heard it, you're super smart and we're super sorry. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a five star if you think we deserve it. If you would like to make sure that we cover something on a future episode, let us know. Go to thisistodaypodcast.com to make suggestions, give us feedback, and see our other podcasts. I hope you enjoyed learning about today. I'm Russ, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Oh, 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 oh,